3: Inside Sources, Inside Sources, Inside Sources, where KSL offers Utah
1: deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM at
3: 1160 AM. Welcome to Inside Sources. I am your host today, filling in for Boyd Matheson. Taylor Morgan here with my co host, Greg Scordis. Good to be with you. We will be with you for the next two hours here from 1 to 3 p.m. on KSL News Radio. We are going to dig a little deeper, think a little bigger, explore a little wider, and challenge our assumptions a little stronger. And uh, we might just. Uh, disagree a little better, hopefully, today, Greg. <laughs> I think we are going to disagree on
0: a few things, just uh, just from planning this out over the last few few hours, Taylor. Um, I, I'm just going to ask you something. I feel like when, every time I, I host one of these shows, I end up learning more about something than our audience probably does. Is that mostly when you host with me, Greg? <laughs> yeah, from you, in fact, I learn a lot more. But I didn't realize, you know, as a lawyer, you sort of deal with rules and regulations, and you assume typically that Congress is passing laws and Utah, our, our state legislature passes laws. But there's a amount of, of people that are, that are sort of given the authority to make rules that some of us in the legal community sort of treat as laws, but they're really rules and regulations that deal with how a government agency works. It sounds to me uh,
3: like uh, bureaucracy.
0: Great. It is bureaucracy. And and I've always assumed that to, me- to have rule-making authority, you had to have a certain position a certain uh, hierarchy so to speak instead of just being appointed as a as a as a leader or an executive over a, over an administrative agency anyway there's a new law that's being proposed up on capitol hill that would make it so that only government officials appointed by the president and confirmed by the senate can pass uh, certain rules and regulations for federal agencies i assumed that that was already in place. I assumed that that was where we were, uh, but it's apparently not, and so we're we're going down the road of trying to figure out if that's uh, how the law should be. And so we're lucky today to be joined by Joe Lupino Esposito, who is the Deputy Legal Policy Director at Pacific Legal Foundation. Joe, thank you for joining us this, this morning, afternoon now. Yeah,
1: thanks so much for having me, guys.
0: So tell us, Joe... Uh, Maybe I was just naive, but is this is this sort of groundbreaking legislation? Is this something that's that's going to be a lot different in how we're how we're dealing rulemaking, how these executives are are going to be acting and and putting policy into place in the future? Yeah, you know this
1: legislation does have a lot of potential uh, in that regard. You know, it's it's called the Ensuring Accountability and Agency Rulemaking Act, and really, you you guys kind of covered it a little bit there. talking about the the essential problem, which is that there is this assumption that uh, when rulemaking goes into effect, there's someone who's really a little bit more connected to the process, uh, at least to the electoral process, uh, when it comes to what rules are are put out there. Uh, But that's just not the case in a lot of departments. Uh, Pacific Legal Foundation took a look a couple years ago, uh, specifically at HHS, and found that 75% of their rules were not done by someone... Uh, Who was appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate? And then we drilled down a little bit more specifically to FDA and found out that 98% of their rules had that same exact problem.
3: Hmm. Can you tell us who is behind? Uh, this uh, Ensuring Accountability and Agency Rulemaking Act is this a uh, an effort by one party or the other? Is this perhaps a uh, a partisan move on the behalf of congressional Republicans to uh, hold uh, the Democratic uh, White House administration in check? Who is behind this legislation? So you can trace
1: this back actually to an executive order by President Trump uh, right so toward the end of his term, where he had an executive order that was very similar, saying that. Uh, rules had to be put in place only by people who were uh, appointed by the president now he didn't finish the whole sentence and say confirmed by the senate uh, and eventually president biden actually uh, overturned that executive order which was a little disappointing because it, it doesn't make a lot of sense when he's there and he's in the position and particularly right now when the, the politics are in his favor, he should be able to get his people through. Um, this wouldn't have been a challenge for him, I don't think. Uh, but right now the bill does have sort of the, the full equation, the uh, appointed by the president, confirmed by the Senate. and that's a bipartisan bill. Uh, it was started by uh, Ben Klein from Virginia, a Republican, and Jared Golden, uh, from Maine, who's a, a Democrat, and it's uh, been joined by a few other Republicans since then. But really, this is something that uh, should be a bipartisan thing. And um, again, it's it's particularly interesting because it's a it's a handcuff that President Trump actually put uh, sort of on his own administration, albeit toward the end of his administration. But it was something that uh, he put in there just sort of as a good governance uh, note.
0: Joined this afternoon by Joe Lupino Esposito, Deputy Legal Director of the. Uh pacific legal foundation joe i think you said that at the department of health and human services 75 percent of the rules enacted in the last decade or so were not by someone who's who has this this background and the food and drug administration you said 98 percent. i'm wondering um it, it it seems like sometimes you 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 almost have to do something i mean i'm thinking about the pandemic and things that we had to do there and i don't know that that some of these agencies really had the time or the uh, or the the ability to to enact rules and regulations for for health and safety for example i mean are there are there exceptions to this ensuring accountability and agency rulemaking act that would allow certain individuals from certain agencies to enact on an emergency basis some policy
1: well, there are some uh, laws right now in the books that do affect emergency provisions in particular. But I, I think the important thing here is to focus on is that in all of these departments, you know, for the most part, there should be at least some official um, in that vertical, if you will, uh, that has been appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate. You know that there is some allowances here for uh under the Vacancies Act. So if there's a a sudden vacancy and then we're faced with an emergency, uh, there an exception for that. But again, those are going to be very rare circumstances for the most part. Um, So this is really focusing on sort of the the average day-to-day good governance uh, that should be happening at the federal level. And and frankly, you know, there should be equivalents at the state level as well, and that varies from state to state.
3: Okay, Joe. This all sounds pretty good, I have to say. And uh, personally, I'm... I'm always a fan of uh, members of Congress uh, making fewer laws and fewer rules. Uh, I'm never comfortable here in Utah when our uh, citizen legislature is in their 45 day session because anything can happen and the fact that congress is in session year round is is very frightening i think <laughs> to me and many others maybe not to greg uh, but here's my question joe how do we strike the balance here so that government workers can do their jobs and regular people or perhaps our representatives uh, actually have a say in regulations made by those government workers where where is that balance
1: that's a really good question, you know, it, it's a process, um, and I think I can talk a little bit sort of at the state level, but also at the federal level. Um, starting with the federal level, you know, the balance there is that the the Congress, in a lot of pla- in a lot of cases, delegates a lot of their authority to the agencies. So there's this assumption that they should be doing this, you know, following what, what Congress has intended. Uh, of course, as we've seen over the last year or so, Sometimes the agencies find things that are not in there from what Congress originally intended. Uh, Just take one look at the the vaccine mandates or look at the the CDC Mm -hmm. eviction moratorium, which the Pacific Legal Foundation challenged in court um these are things that they decided were part of the agency rules that they could make based on congressional power and um, in the case of the eviction moratorium as well as the vaccine mandate um the supreme court just said look that authority isn't there so that's one way that the branches eventually you know uh equal things out and balance things out uh but the other way is something that was put in place in congress um during the uh, 1990s which is the congressional review act so that gives congress an opportunity to uh stop a rule before it goes into effect and essentially challenge what the executive is doing, um, there were uh, actually a bi- there was a bipartisan vote of a congressional review act based on the vaccine mandate. A few Democrats came along with Republicans saying that they opposed what was being done with the vaccine mandate. Um, now, of course, that still has to get through the, the House, which uh, was not going to happen, and would have to then be. Um, signed off by the president so uh, it hasn't happened a lot uh, but that opportunity is there uh, the most it was used is at the beginning of president trump's term where there were a lot of uh, last-minute regulations uh, by uh, president obama uh, that were stopped by the uh, republican congress um, and likewise in the states or other provisions where states have Opportunity to review um, legislation, excuse me, rules um, by approving them uh, if they come up for a sunset or just on a regular basis after the rules. And, and that's something that we encourage at the state level as well.
0: Joe, thank you very much for joining us today. You know, Taylor, it seems to me that this kind of legislation makes a lot of sense because um, the rulemakers who don't have a connection to the political process. Are there and, and, and they're not accountable to the voters. They're not accountable uh, to, the, to the people and, and they, they can't be voted out, so to speak. But if they're appointed by the president and um, they're part of that agenda, part of that process.
3: Anything that streamlines bureaucracy. And improves accountability among the federal bureaucracy is a good thing in my mind.
0: Yeah, I agree. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new uh, ideas that the Democrats are coming up with in terms Uh of trying to get voters and uh, people to come out to the polls. It's kind of an interesting thing that started in, in Georgia, I think, and is maybe spreading nationwide. We'll have a guest join us after the break.